Welcome to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. I'm Parker and that's Brenda. This is our first episode, which is pretty exciting. Uh, if you like what we're putting out, uh, please make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, follow along. We'll be putting stuff out pretty regularly. Um, yeah, we're st- we'd be stoked to hear from you. Uh, in honor of the Oscars that are uh, coming out, I believe when we're releasing this episode, it should be next week. It should be, should this, be week. this upcoming Sunday. Um we figured we'd take a look at some snubs uh, and, you know, talk about the Oscars in general and, and who's really missed out. Um, in particular, in honor of Denis Villeneuve not getting a nominated for Best Director uh, after Dune received how many? Ten. Ten. Ten, Ten nominations. Ten nominations. Um, we figured we'd, we'd take a look at this. And so, Brendan, you had um, some ideas. Well, the original conversation was was based specifically around Tom Cruise and how I felt like uh, nobody's had the run that he's had over over his, oh God, what is it, almost 30-something odd year career now? More than, oh, more than, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of success and quality of movie. And yes, I know that's a weird thing to say about Tom Cruise, quality of movie, but I think that's the point of this conversation mm-hmm. so the conversation originally was uh has anybody ever had a better run than tom cruise which basically leads into the idea that tom cruise has never won an academy award sure. uh, for actor supporting actor anything so does he deserve one yeah it, it's a good point um uh he is not the first person i would think of when it comes to people that have um, missed out on an Academy Award. Uh, so, frankly, I'm a little surprised that the, yeah. or I was surprised when we first discussed this, um, when you first tossed this idea around, that Tom Cruise was the name you were uh, floating. Yeah. I, I, again, so much of it is, uh, I think this came about, I think we were talking about those Mission Impossible films. Sure. And how I think they're incredible. Absolutely, they are. Right. Yeah. Uh, but because he's kind of just, moved into that niche in Hollywood, I think people forget that he's an actual serious actor. Totally. With serious movies and has, an, uh, again, I don't think, I don't, when you put his resume up against anybody else's, I don't think anybody could measure up. And I think a, a lot of, you know, he, he made one bad dance move on a couch and his career just... <laughs> Like, was that a dance move? <laughs> not, not worth going into it, but... Um, but you're you're correct. I I think a part of that career just or not no he's still right. Um, but the part of his career being mainlined into one particular kind of film is probably Scientology. Like I I don't think we can have any sort of discussion about Tom Cruise without at least mentioning it. And this is this is going to be a very this is going to be something about his career, not his personal life. Because we Absolutely. understand he's batshit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Let's I get that out of the way. I don't think he's a normal dude. I think fundamentally <laughs> you have to understand, yeah. again, any conversation about Tom yeah. Cruise, you have to understand that there's a level of insanity there. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it has to do with people's perception of him because he's crazy that he doesn't make good movies or he's never made good movies. And I think that is just untrue. 
Fair, fair, fair. Okay. So what kind of what 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 run are we talking about here? Um, are you starting back as early as Risky Business? Uh, I think all the right moves for me. 1983 is all the right moves, and 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 uh, no, you know what? Arguably, I I'm because I'm a big fan. I know not a lot of people aren't, but The Outsiders, The Outsiders happens in '83 as well, I believe, uh, or '82. It is '83. Yeah. It is '83. So, I, from The Outsiders, arguably up till I think we've discussed maybe 2005, he's got less than a handful of bad movies. Yeah, 2005, his his only film is War of the Worlds, which I would not say deserves to be among this <laughs> discussion. Um, sure. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad movie. Yeah. Um, I really wouldn't argue that it was worthy to even be discussed for Oscars, um, but I wouldn't say anywhere near his performance being considered for awards in War of the Worlds. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for me, the cutoff would have to be Collateral in 2004. Uh yeah I'd I'd be okay with that so I, I, it, what are you talking thirty years there eighty three to two thousand four that's uh twenty twenty one years that's not thirty years you're <laughs> correct yeah, but it's close that's <laughs> it's, it's close so we're talking uh, and like I said so from eighty so what is that twenty we said twenty one years you said twenty one years I said, 21 I said 30. Years and we don't know who's to say <laughs> so we think. I believe I don't know that I could name more than five bad movies in that run, and yes, that's subjective. Sure, absolutely, right. But I, li- I don't think I could do it. If you, if you listed me off, and that's the thing when we had this discussion, and you were like, "Really, Tom Cruise?" and then I started listing the movies. I, I was fairly convinced, <laughs> or, or at least surprised. Um, I, I think there is a fair amount I've forgotten there. Um, now that being said. I agree with what you're saying about there, this being him having an incredible run because he does. However, I think we're starting off on the wrong foot if we look at, if we're trying to discuss how many bad movies there are in there. Because you're right, so much of that is subjective. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, I, I think we should probably try and focus ourselves a little bit more on is it award worthy? Is it Oscar worthy? I understand the Oscars might not be exactly a, a, a good word to throw around. You know, like it, it, that can be a, a bad word right now. Um, and, and some of the politics involved in that could be pretty brutal. But I, I think Oscar worthy is probably the best way of defining this. Okay. So if, if that's the case, I guess we should start with, you know, it, he's, it's not that he hasn't been nominated. Absolutely. I actually think he's been under nominated too. Uh, likely. I believe he's been nominated three times. Three times, and I think one of them is supporting. Correct. Yeah, so he's got two best actors and one one supporting. Um, so the very first one that we are hitting with him is uh, uh, 1980 or the 1990 Oscars. And actually, that's a good point to point out. Whenever we're talking here, we're going to talk about the year the Oscar event happened, not the year the film came out. So the 1990 Oscars is for movies that came out in 89. Um, so the very first Oscars he was in, uh, considered for was the 1990 awards, uh, for born on the 4th of July. That's the first, very first. Right. Um, so they skip out on, uh, color money. Uh, they skip out on, I don't know if risky business really deserved it. Rain Um, man. Was he nominated for Rain Man? He must have been nominated for Rain Man. He was not nominated for Rain Uh, Man. Here we go already. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Now granted his, 
his co-star was nominated for Rain Man and won for Rain Man. It's it it's gonna be it's gonna be a reoccurring theme with him. Absolutely, that he like Color of Money was the same way. Paul Newman won, correct, and he didn't even get nominated. But Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? Couldn't tell you. Uh, Master Antonio was nominated. Oh, okay, and he wasn't. So everybody in that film got nominated but him. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's let's look at what he was nominated for. Okay, so to start off the conversation, we got born on the fourth of July. Um, first impressions from my side of things. When I first saw this movie, it surprised me because it wasn't the Tom Cruise I know. Yeah. Um, it was very noticeably a different Tom Cruise. Sure. And someone that definitely had, excuse me, a larger range. Um. However, one thing I noticed is like he doesn't cry in that movie. <laughs> now, you don't need to cry to to get an Academy Award, but I did take it as a little bit of a maybe a sign of of some of his range. Where I'm like, okay, he he can he can managing the anger. He manages the the yelling and screaming. He manages the um the shell shock fear of war. Can he cry? <laughs> Unclear. Um. However, he's incredible in that movie. He's so good. Yeah. Um. Personally, I think he's a little bit upstaged by Willem Dafoe, but n- not that <laughs> Dafoe was even in the running either. Like he wasn't nominated. Dafoe um, wasn't nominated. Or sorry, I don't actually know that okay. for a fact. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't think that was like, if Dafoe was nominated, it was for supporting actor. So <laughs> right. Um. But so. I think the big question here is, beyond whether he necessarily, his performance deserved that, or sorry, even let's say his performance does deserve it, what is he up against? You know, like if he's delivered an Oscar-worthy performance, clearly the Academy thinks he has because he was nominated for the award. Um, but I think we have to look at who else was. Um, okay, so who do we have then? So I've got uh, Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. Oh, God. I've got... <laughs> Morgan Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy, which personally, frankly, I've never seen, but like, I also kind of have no desire to see. Um, it's fine. He's yeah. great in it and he deserves to be nominated. He does? So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we've got Kenneth Branagh and Henry V. <laughs> really? Really? You're going to defend Morgan Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy? It's not, that I'm, it's not that I'm defending Morgan Freeman. It's just like, it, it just it just feels like that's, of course, that's what Kenneth Brown is going to be nominated for. Well, yeah, but you get you get nominated for what you're good at. I get it. You know, like, I get it. the guy get it. kills it at Shakespeare. And when, and when you put it that way, the Morgan Freeman sounds like a really bad take. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, right? I, I like, get, uh, yeah, I get it. Um, and then we have the winner of that year is Daniel Day-Lewis, my left foot. Now, as far as I'm concerned... Daniel Day-Lewis gets nominated. You aren't winning that year. That's like an, I don't care who you are. You know, like uh, honestly, if that's the class that he was up against, he's he's like fourth best. You know, like if it wasn't yeah. going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, like I Williams and Dead Poets Society would have been my pick. Yeah, I would also, I would also pick that. But I, I think, in fairness, some of that might be due to the. Um, uh, cult status a bit that that movie is not, not cult status but like 
the following that movie has. Sure. Um, Dead Poets is stuck around uh, literally more than any of those other movies. Like, that is still a movie that is uh, resonated. But that's it, that's literally because of Robin Williams. So uh, it, Absolutely, it could right. be. But I just mean that, like, these performances might be w- well worth it. But part of the reason that that movie is... Uh, that, that I would pick him is because that movie is still relevant 30 years later. Yeah. And, um, I, and I guess they're not handing out awards for how impactful that movie is going to be 20, 30 years down. Well, and I have the benefit of 30 years <laughs> later. You know, like they only had 1990, right? And they were like, okay, well. Um, so they just picked someone. And then obviously they have to do that every year. So that's what they're going to do. But yeah, I agree with you. I would say if it wasn't Daniel Day-Lewis. Then um, it's definitely Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and it's definitely Robin Williams. Yeah. Can I have an Agreed. ulcer? <laughs> okay, so he wasn't going to win that year regardless. Yeah. Yeah, and like and I guess my argument is is based on the class of performances we're seeing that year. Um sure he deserves to be nominated. Yes. But like does he though? Like he's not in that class at this point in his career. Um we're we're talking this movie came out in 89. Um, I believe that is he's been acting for like seven years or or IMDb. It's like eight years wise. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's still fairly early on in the sure. in the, in the um, uh, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see this a little bit more like a um, uh, like Jennifer Lawrence getting nominated for Winter's Bone. Um, that's like basically her first movie. It's an indie flick. There is no way in hell she's ever winning for that. Yeah. But it was great to be nominated. And it's and it's sort of like the Academy noting the fact that, hey, up and comers do matter. And yeah. it's important that this performance is We've had a lot a lot of one hit wonders though, or a lot of like out of the gate like Anna Paquin and the piano. Is it piano? She wins that and I think she's like ten years old. Uh honestly I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, but like I I'm sure you're right. I'm sure. Yeah, it's so like it's not out of the question that a newcomer can win it, right? Absolutely. I, I, I think it's far more common as far as the Oscars are concerned, as far as the legacy is concerned, that a newcomer um, gets nominated and then gets passed on. Um, you know, the other two people I can think of right off the top of my head, literally one of them I don't even know, uh, can't even remember her name. Um, Beast of the Southern Wild, Wild The I believe she was nine. Uh, she broke the oh, right. the youngest right, 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 yeah. at the time. Um, she got nominated again. I truly don't think anyone had any intention of giving her that award. Yeah. But it was great that she got nominated. And then the other one is, um, uh, again, can't remember. Don't know a name. Uh, the girl from Precious. Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, <laughs> <laughs> as we heard three hundred times at the Oscars that year. Well, finally, maybe that's a good segue because, you know, the next movie he would be nominated for would feature. A new actor of sorts mm-hmm. that would be nominated and won. Correct. Um, <laughs> he's referring, of course, to Cuba Gooding Jr. in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. And this is a sore spot for me. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, of the people in that movie, Cuba Gooding is very low on the <laughs> list of people that should have won an award. Like, he's not bad in that movie, but he's just yelling. He spends the whole movie yelling. <laughs> And then the one big moment for his character is where he gets hurt on the field. But the hurt, the pain, isn't even him. That's a stunt, <laughs> uh, stuntman or, yeah, stunt person, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, 
And, like, granted, sure, maybe he doesn't need to be smashed on the football field to really show off his uh, talent as an actor. But he's one note, that whole film. Um, he is buddy to, to, to Tom Cruise, and he's yelling at his wife. <laughs> or not, like... He's not really yelling at her. It's more like yelling next to her. To be fair, you know? she's yelling quite a bit at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Regina King. Holy smoke. She's incredible in that movie. Uh, that might be my favorite thing she's in because I'm not a big fan. Oh, I think she's dope. And she's amazing in that. So, again, when it comes to people that should have been should have received an award, Regina King is way higher than Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, and before people get on us about this, like, I understand Cuba Gooding Jr. was in Boys in the Hood. Sure. Uh, so this isn't like a new, new thing, but he wasn't a star. Absolutely. In any kind of shape, way, or form. Well, and he's actually in um, A Few Good Men that came out five years previous, also with Tom Cruise. Um, and he is a beat uh, moment. Like he is yeah. there. He testifies at the um, at the trial for, I think he's maybe in a scene for two minutes. Um, and then I think we see there's maybe one or two shots of him previous. Um, yeah. But like there is no way that he is receiving yeah. true credit yeah. for that role, yeah. you know. And like, I think he's an outbreak, the Ebola virus movie. But again, I, I don't remember if that was before or after Maguire. But again, the point is, the point is, he's also relatively new in his career. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if the argument is that well, Cruz isn't in that class yet. Mm-hmm. Cuba got nominated and won. Uh, so I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if the new person, new career thing holds a lot of weight. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I, I think speaking of the new aspect, Jerry Maguire, just for, for context sakes, comes out for the 1997 Oscars. Um, so again, comes out in 96. Um, so this means that Tom Cruise has had a 15 year career at this point and bangers. The guy has been putting out work like yeah let's just let's take a, a quick aside and and just go through some of these these films we start off with all the right moves let's, maybe yeah. even the outsiders i would start with the outsiders because i have so, a point with that later <laughs> outsiders risky business all the right moves legend top gun color of money cocktail rain man born on the fourth of july days of thunder far and away a few good men the firm Interview with a Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire. So up till then, he maybe has two bad movies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? And arguably Legend, I know Legend flopped, but it's a, now that's a culty movie now, right? Like that's a cult hit. Um, and um, I, I hate Far and Away. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think you're alone. Uh, so that's a, that's a subjective thing. But other than that, I there's not a lot of bad movies in there. No. Um, it, you know, like... Is the first Mission Impossible a bad movie? I don't know. Like, personally, I think Mission Impossible truly gets good um, at Ghost Protocol. I think the second wave of, of Mission Impossible films is is the, the true quality of, of the, that series. But um, but there's a couple in there. I'm not a fan of Top Gun. I think Top Gun's ridiculous. Um, I think you're ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, the, the volleyball uh, scene is easily the best in that film. Um, I think it's like kind of boring uh, beyond the, the cool factor and that objectively incredible uh, volleyball scene. Um, there, there's nothing really there worth discussing. Um, oh, but we just lost, we just lost all of our street cred. 
<laughs> like, granted, that that wasn't high. Um, but either way, m- my point is is that like even that, I would years. I would split hairs on Top Gun. Yeah. But like we're we're talking banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Um. So we finally get to to Jerry Maguire. Uh, that year, 1997 Oscars. Yeah. We've got we got Billy Bob Thornton for Sling Blade. Uh, Ray Fiennes for The English Patient. Woody Harrelson for the per- People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. Flint. Uh, and then we got Jeffrey Rush for Shine. So yeah, it's a stacked class. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that one, to be completely honest, I have seen one of those movies of the four I've just listed, um, which may be a crime in and its <laughs> itself. I've heard Shine is incredible. Um, uh, but that is the weakest year as far as i'm concerned i think that's a year where he could have um the only one i haven't watched is sling blade i'm not a big billy bob guy yeah but shine is great people versus larry flint is amazing mm. uh so i i would be okay with if woody took it there and i that was english patience year right like they were gonna i'm not an english patient fan i don't i don't think anybody really is yeah, no, no. <laughs> so i you know but and that's a different conversation. Is that the year that, you know, Oscar Beatty movies become a thing? I mean, I think it's always a thing. Sure. But I, I think growing up, The English Patient was the first time I'm like, I don't even know what that movie is. Yeah. And it's it won like eight awards or whatever it might have won. Uh, so, you know. Is, is that, that Pulp Fiction year? No, Pulp Fiction year would have been 95. 95, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you think... That Tom Cruise is in the same class of actors there for Jerry Maguire. I do. You if, do. If we if we're talking about his performance in Jerry, he cries in it. Uh <laughs> does he? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he cries in it. Or no, he doesn't. He might. He might. But I don't remember specifically. He and I might. do. I watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies when I the last two weeks. These, so. these so films. Yeah. All the, the they're a little. Yeah, there's a lot of. No. The first time I remember <laughs> noting him crying was in the the next film we're going to discuss. Okay. So he could have in Jeremy Maguire, and I missed it. But frankly, the fact that it's not something that I can like you or I can guarantee happened. Fair enough. <laughs> maybe shows that the scene wasn't that impactful if it did occur. I think he deserves like I I, I can see him deserving something just for show me the money. You know that scene in itself, yeah. him screaming in his office, yeah, peak. I mean, it's and it's the it's a it's such a weird uh, pop culture thing too, right? To to that that scene and that moment in history, and it you get you get worried that it's overblown. It's the Forrest Gump uh, "Life Is a Box of Chocolates" thing. Oh, totally. So you you are like, ah, is that thing? But I'm like, yeah, but it's a reason. There's a reason. It's that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I and think he, yeah, and you're right. He's incredible. Incredible in that scene. Yeah, he is. He is. And again, Cuba wins. Cuba Gooding Jr., <laughs> best supporting actor. And you're so like, you're just upset about it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and like, yeah. Oh, he cry. He cries. Uh, he cries when he uh when he has to leave when they break up and he goes and, and he's he, getting in the van. No. Uh, when he uh he's like creeping over the kid's bed before he leaves. Like they break oh. up in the backyard. Right, right, and then right, he goes right, and he right. stares at the kid, and he he, goes, he, goes, he sheds uh, his tear. Sure, he sheds a sure. tear. So I, it's there. Um, 
just as a quick aside, I do think some of the message of the movie is strange. The fact that effectively what they end up saying is um, he likes the kids, so settle. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I cry in that movie. Not that that's a high bar. I cry a lot in a lot of movies. Um, but uh, but it is a strange moment to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like nothing by the end of that film, by the by that you had me at hello, which again, always gets me it's not even like that amazing a lot i know it is it's an incredible it's incredible um but um and i will fight anyone on that um but like we're supposed to be celebrating the fact that like a guy that they've acknowledged openly is not great for her and like a relationship that really isn't great but he loves the kids so therefore it's kind of a Again, it's a reoccurring theme with Cameron Crowe movies, mm. with like a maybe like a weird guy or like a, a girl that uh, shouldn't be together and are together for very strange reasons or are put together really fast. Almost famous, say anything, you know the boombox thing. People are like, "Yeah, that's really romantic," is it? No, <laughs> no. But like, I also think there's a lot of things that happen in in eighties. I think it's yeah, in eighties yeah, yeah. um, romantic films that aren't romantic. Yeah. You know, like, it's like the every breath you take by the police. Like, no, that's not a romantic song. That's a terrifying song. It's a great song. That is literally a nightmare. For women everywhere. Like, (laughs) So, like, and and the thing that gets to me is is how unrealistic it is. Like, how cute does that kid have to be for me to even think about marrying Renee Zellweger? Have you seen that kid, though? Yeah. So, he's really cute. That's the only way that would work. (laughs) <laughs> so cute I would do so much For that kid Oh okay I, thought, I don't even like kids that, that much was gonna, that, was a, that was a bad time to take a pause Yeah yeah Fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, Okay uh, So like I I, I I would have been okay if he'd won for that I think he, he could have And arguably that would have Honestly that might have been his last good shot at it I disagree Um uh, yeah, but we, we can get. Yeah, to that. we'll get to there. But you truly do believe, just to summarize, um, that that the the competition that year, first of all, was good enough that like, are, are you upset that he didn't win, or not? That, no, are you upset with who did win? Who won? Jeffrey Jeffrey Rush was shined. Oh no, no. So it doesn't upset you that he didn't. No. However, you wouldn't have had a problem if he did. If he won, I wouldn't have had a problem. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Okay. So then. Third and final nomination is for Best Supporting Actor, Magnolia. Um, uh, this is something, this is a film that I have just watched for the first time in the past uh, week or two weeks, whatever. Um, uh, and as I'm watching it, I realize that I have seen things from it be memed. Yes. Um, so in particular, that one... The crying scene. Uh, uh no, not even the crying scene. <laughs> I have seen no. It's just the um the just singing, the stage, yeah, the, the stage singing, part. yeah, 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 uh, scene where it, it cuts, and I think the scene is beautiful yeah. in context of the film. I think if you pull it out of its context, which memes do, <laughs> it is weird. It is a weird <laughs> look. You got like John C. Riley singing a song not meant to be sung by John C. Riley. <laughs> it is strange. What's well, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, right? Like it's gonna be. It's going to be strange. Good old PTA. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I know you're not a fan, but. Um, I, for the record, after watching Magnolia, um, I have decided I need to go and 
do more PTA stuff. Nice. Um, because I think that um, I think I chalked him up to uh, Boogie Nights. Which is a great movie. You know, and I've actually never actually seen... <laughs> I watched part of it in a film studies class and they turned it off and then I was just pissed that they turned it off. So I decided that was Boogie Nights' fault and I was never going to watch Boogie Nights. So I have to change that opinion. Um, uh, but either way, I, I thought that was sort of his um, his his one trick. Um, so there was definitely some PTA stuff I need to see. Yeah. Notably, which I'm sure we will discuss in another episode... There will be blood. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, so he gets nominated for Magnolia for an incredible performance of screaming at incels. <laughs> Respect the cock. <laughs> Amazing. Now, who's he up, who's he up against? Um, so, the, yeah, this is the big thing. Um, we got Jude Law for the talented Mr. Ripley. We have Michael Clark Duncan for the Green Mile. We have Michael Caine for the Cider House Rules. And cream of the crop here. (laughs) Haley Joel Osment (laughs) for the Sixth Sense. (laughs) Truly no disrespect to the Sixth Sense. But what are we doing? The kid got nominated for one line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But what a line. What what a a line. line. Um... So who wins? Who do you think wins? I'm trying to remember, and I'm almost... It's got to be... It's not Cider. It's not Michael Caine, is it? It is Michael Caine. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Cause, uh... Like, reading this list, <laughs> in my gut, knowing, first of all, that Tom Cruise doesn't win, yes. as far as I'm concerned, this should be Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Green Mile's incredible, yeah. and he is absolutely amazing yeah. at that. Now... Granted, the fact that the rest of these four are alive <laughs> and Michael Clark Duncan isn't might be part of it. Like, might just be part of me being like, he's an incredible performer and he deserves recognition for that. So I wish that he had received this. I have to acknowledge that fact. Sure. But um, as far as I'm concerned, this is his year. This is, this is Tom Cruise's year. And for whatever reason, he's denied that. Um, because I think his performance in Magnolia is amazing. I haven't watched it in a while. I remember watching. I, I know he's great in it, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that movie. In my mind, he's not in it enough. It's it's supporting actor. He's he's not nominated for best actor. Sure. Um, I think uh, I don't actually have the number in front of me, but um, uh, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, won a supporting actor Oscar award for Glen, Glen Gary Glenn Glen Ross. Ross for I believe it was an 11 minute scene. Oh, but he says like 800 F-bombs in it. Oh, it's a lot. And the scene is <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And the the, the um, impact to society is undeniable. Yeah. Like, I went to business school, and that shit is touted. You know, ABC. <laughs> and it's like, wow, do we have to watch this scene again? again? Um, and it's not even that good from an academic <laughs> point of view. But, like, business process, love trotting that stuff out. Uh, it's just, I get... If you if you look at the amount of screen time everybody else in that category gets, like Haley Joel Osment, arguably could be a, a main actor sure. in that movie. Michael Clark Duncan uh, was in that for quite a bit. Yeah, I would say uh, he's probably got at least forty percent. Right, and then Jude Law is in a, a huge part of Town's yep. Mr. Ripley. So 
screen time wise, I struggle. I maybe that's where he loses it. Maybe that's a bullshit answer, and that's a yeah, bullshit. Excuse. It's ridiculous because like the academy doesn't care about that. Obviously. Historically speaking, yes. again, even just the Alec Baldwin um, uh, sure. argument is that like th- that's not something that matters to them. Um, so I think this is a case of Osterbate, where you, like you said, Cider House Rules was is an Oscar movie. It's it like that's far more what the Academy leans into yeah. um, versus again. Tom Cruise screaming at a group of incels, respect the cop. You know, like, the performance is amazing, yeah. but that's not the performance the Academy wants. Which is funny because, again, at, at the end of the day, Paul Thomas Anderson becomes Oscar bait. Very quickly. Very quickly. Within a decade. Within the decade. Like, because I, I, you know, I get Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Yep. Uh, and I think it's, is it Stranger Than Fiction? Or is it Punch Drunk Love? It's one of the two of them. I think it's Punch Drunk Love. I think Punch Drunk is, is earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he becomes a bit of an Oscar darling. So the idea, you know, that we go back to uh, 2001 and, and a Paul Thomas Anderson movie isn't Oscar baity enough is hilarious to me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, but I think where, I think the big moment for, for PTA is uh, There Will Be Blood. Um, and I think that's what people would probably point to as his magnum opus. I think that's the word. Magnum opus. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This magnum? Okay, yes. Cool. Um, so, uh, it, like, to me, that's the peak of Oster baitiness. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you got Daniel Day-Lewis. We're, <laughs> we're sunk. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's it's a shock that this isn't Oscar Beatty, but I also think it doesn't matter what name is attached to it. Same with the uh, uh, Denny, uh, like we talked about earlier with Dune. Yeah, you know he should be an Oscar uh, Beatty director. That's yeah. that's someone the Academy should love, yeah. and he isn't. Okay, so that's unfortunate. I just it's, it hurts my heart thinking about Dune. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> So this is where you think he should have won. I this would be the hill I would die on. Um, I think Jerry Maguire is great. He does a great performance yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Tom Cruise. I think it's Tom Cruise the whole way through. Um, he doesn't strike me as someone different than what I've seen before. He's not playing against type. He's not. He's not being weird. I think in Magnolia, he's supposed to be. His character thinks he's a cool guy, yeah. but he's not. He's super lame, and everyone dislikes him. <laughs> You know, and like that's not what we see for Tom Cruise. And frankly, we probably don't see that kind of character again until Tropic Thunder. Yeah. When he's less Grossman. You know, and that's, and like I think everyone can sort of buy in to fat Tom Cruise dancing <laughs> to Flow Rider, yeah. but like, like a jacked up. But like, you're not buying in because you're like, this guy's the coolest dude ever. You're not buying in because that's hilarious. <laughs> and I've met people like that, yeah. you know, like that have that level of confidence. So I, I don't see that again. Everything else strikes me as when it, you boil it down, it's Tom Cruise still. That's still who he is. Magnolia is different. Yeah, okay. Of his nominated films. Because I have other points to make about non-nominated. Okay, well, let's let's do that. Let's say, so we've talked about how, you know, I said earlier, I think Jerry Maguire might have been his shot. 
Sure. His his yep. proper shot. You disagreed. Other obviously Magnolia. You know, I think we both agree it's an incredible thing. I I think um, it's tough uh, with the the this, for me it's the screen time and the people he was up against. I think sure. it would have been. But what do we? Is there are there any movies left after that you would make the argument for? Uh, after it chronologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the big one, my my heavy hitter, as far as I'm concerned, um, Tom Cruise should be nominated and. Well, and then, sorry, at the very least nominated. Let's start there. <laughs> nominated for Collateral. Agreed. So uh, 2004. He's ridiculous in that movie. Um, what shocks me about this, uh, first of all, is I don't know entirely what I would nominate him for. For me, I would say of the two categories, he would probably be supporting. I would consider Jamie Foxx the lead Correct. in that movie. I agree. Um, however, the Academy does not agree because Jamie Foxx was nominated for supporting that year for Collateral. Interestingly, he was also nominated for uh, Best Actor for uh, Ray, which is deserved. However, <laughs> him getting both and then somehow Tom Cruise not like at all. Can they both be supporting actors? As far as I know, they can. So there's no lead in the movie? I I don't know for sure, but I know I've, I'm I'm almost positive there's movies where there's been two supportings from the same movie. Like I don't have an issue with two supporting from the same film, but um, if yeah, but if if that that literally leads no lead, which is fine. Name one other person in that movie. There is people in there, <laughs> but like it's those two. So sure. Um. So I don't think he, like, I think part of the problem is is he gets screwed because. It, uh, he gets shoved out of that supporting actor category. That year, um, for lead actor, if he was forced into that, sure. that bucket, we have Jamie Foxx with Ray, who wins. Okay. We have Don Cheadle with Hotel Rwanda. We have Johnny Depp with Finding Neverland. Leo DiCaprio for The Aviator. And we have Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. That is a stacked year. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Like, yeah. He is amazing in Collateral. But he's not as good as those five. No, he's not. He's not even in the class of those five. Not for those five films. Like, yeah. I would argue maybe maybe Finding Neverland. Sure. Now, granted, <laughs> you might like you have a bit of a grudge against Johnny Depp. Uh, well, not a grudge, it, but like, but you're not a Johnny Depp guy. He's great in that movie, though. He is. He is he's really phenomenal good. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, if 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 I could, if you. If you forced me to take one guy out to put Tom Cruise in there, it would be that movie. I agree. However, I still don't see him winning for this, even though he no. probably deserves God, an no. award. Now, we sw uh, swap it out. Uh, he nominated him for supporting, which, again, I think he deserves. Sure. Um, we've got Clive Owen for Closer, Jamie Foxx for Collateral, uh, Thomas Hayden Church for Sideways, uh, Alan Alda for The Aviator, and Morgan Freeman for Million Dollar Baby. So that's winnable. It's winnable. If, Morgan if, Freeman if he's wins in the... this. And I don't think that's wrong. Um, Million Dollar Baby is amazing. Sure. Um, it also swept. Yeah. That year. yeah, yeah I yeah. think it won like 12. Um, so it, it's kind of not a surprise <laughs> that he won that. Even beyond his performance, which was, again, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, it, the fact is, the Oscars were like, we're giving all the awards to Million Dollar Baby. And then they did that. 
But it's that thing, right? Where yeah, he we're not upset Morgan Freeman won, mm-hmm. but we but we wouldn't be upset if Tom Cruise won instead. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't. I would make an argument that Tom Cruise puts on a better performance in Collateral than uh, than Morgan Freeman does in Million Dollar Baby. Like I would even go as that far as that, where yeah, I I think he he should have been nominated. He should have won. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't get it for Magnolia, he should get it for this, in my opinion. Yeah. After that, basically, it's a the, drop off. Eh? It's pretty much a drop off. He the very next year after Collateral, um, I think that was the last time he was really like, I'm gonna go for it. You know, um, he does War of the Worlds. He gets right back into Mission Impossible films, um, which again, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go to Valkyrie a couple of years after you know Collateral, which is a fine movie. Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Okay. The Jack Reacher movies. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I loved the first Jack Reacher. He no, was great. Not great. Uh, yeah, I heard it. Really <laughs> the second one's not great. Um, <laughs> Uh, and like it's the wrong casting. It's, yeah. My understanding is that character is supposed to be jacked and yeah. like six foot six, and Tom Cruise is neither of those things. <laughs> yeah. And then and then there's the three. My big three for him in terms of uh, you know we talked about him having a just a handful of bad movies, mm-hmm. but the big three in this era, and it's that's that's Night and Day, it's Rock of Ages, and it's The Mummy. Yep. Yep. Right? I, you can make an argument for Oblivion. Uh, yeah. I never actually watched Oblivion. My what I took away from it, it was it was just, uh, just Duncan the... Jones' Dune. Or not Dune. What am I saying? Moon. Sorry, yeah. they sound similar. Um, <laughs> it was just a bad version of Moon. Yeah. Uh, and I really loved Moon, so I, I was, you know, mad enough that I wasn't going to support <laughs> Oblivion. Um, the, the very next movie that he could theoretically, I think that, the, may, again, maybe the last ditch of him trying for an award is um, uh, American Made. Where he plays a, uh, sure. a this a is the one smuggler. this is the one I haven't watched and you just did yeah um and it's fine uh it is you know it it strikes me a little bit like the Wolf of Wall Street where they're trying to take a fairly serious topic and they're treating it with a fair amount of humor and a fair amount of energy uh, and it is a very high energy film it's fun to watch um but it never manages that that switch that Wolf of Wall Street pulled off where they they shift the tone so it suddenly is a serious film right at the end um and it makes you care about all of those things and it makes you realize how terrible a person this is you know you can you you see it the whole time sure uh with jordan belfort in wolf of wall street but um uh but you're kind of cheering for him you know like he's still sort of the underdog and then a moment hits and you're like oh my god (laughs) he is the most reprehensible human being i've ever seen um so none of that happens in American Made. Um, it, Tom Cruise is just charming kind of the whole time. Um, uh, it's, you know, it, it's kind of fun watching a guy, you know, live the dream uh, on the backs of the U.S. government, on the backs of um, uh, Colombian cartels. Yeah. Um, and, like, neither of those people were upset about that. Like, they also <laughs> it supported it. So sure. it's a fun movie to watch. But you don't have that switch, and and it, it doesn't sell it. And it, and again, he's just Tom Cruise. There's there's nothing else there. He's not. No. Way. So is is that is that, in looking at a grander picture of this, whether or not his run is, is as amazing as I think it is, which it still is. Don't get me wrong. But is it because there he's just Tom Cruise? Is it is is it because he's, 
you know, all these, even the movies he's great in, he's still just that guy. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it. Um, I think that it, what it really comes down to is the fact that he is that person in basically everything. And he, and he um, uh, yeah, he owns it. Now, my argument is, is that there have been people that are really good at playing a particular role. And, uh, and, and, and they're born for something and they don't exactly get, um, there are people that have won awards for being really good at doing one thing. Um, and, and for whatever reason, maybe because Tom is too big for his britches, he did the dance on the couch. I don't know. Um, he, uh, was too successful. They decided that it wasn't worth giving him an award for being really good at what he does for being really good at being Tom Cruise right. when they have done that for in, in the past. Fair enough. So do you want to do this conversation now in terms of, I have the night, like in my mind, if we're talking about the art and the craft of being an actor, sure. Why don't we, why don't we give as much weight to the amount of punishment that dude puts his body through? For those Mission Impossible movies, as a best actor thing, I mean, there you, yeah. you know, you're gonna give Jared Leto or Christian Bale a nomination for losing sixty pounds, yep, whatever. So why aren't we giving Tom Cruise nominations for just breaking every bone in his body and hanging off the side of a plane? <laughs> um, he deserves credit for that, yeah. Uh, and I think in some ways he gets credit for that for from even just a behind the scenes point of sure. view, you know, like he does get accolades uh, for what he's willing to put himself through. Um, uh, and frankly, those Mission Impossible movies wouldn't be as good without it. Um, yeah. I think part of it is that I know that a lot of those things are real, but also the shots are amazing. You're not going to get, um, you know, you look at an Avengers film and they've got great shots, sure, sure. Um, but like it's very noticeably stunt people. Um, and there's lots of things you don't get close ups. You don't get you don't have a plane taking off with them holding on to the side. <laughs> yeah. You know, like um, I remember seeing something online where someone was upset. Because they realized that Tom Cruise had a line attaching him to the side of that plane. And they're like, well, that wasn't, wasn't as real as he said. And I'm like, guys, he's still on the exterior of the plane yeah. while it took off. Yeah. Like, it, people are so used to all the crazy stuff he does that him being tethered and, like, safe <laughs> while doing that stunt was considered to be yeah. unrealistic and crazy. Yeah. You know, like... Or it was like having him like uh, extended and like running across the world's tallest fucking building. Yeah. And it, apparently it was like, well, he's connected. Like, it's safe. He had a line. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, I, I think the problem with that argument is, is that we, we, the Academy doesn't award stunt people. Sure. So if we start talking about, um, because effectively what he's doing are stunts. Um, sure. And... Uh, you're right. Uh, Christian Bale, Jared Leto, both have put themselves through lots of uh, body transformation things. Sure. Uh, usually putting on or, or losing weight. Yeah. Um, and, and have done it to award success. Uh, but that is considered to be different than um, free climbing the, a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think once we get to a point where stunt people are treated with the same respect that they should be in the industry, then maybe we can start having that conversation about, about Tom. So never. Like, never. Academy-wise. Correct. Never. 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 
you know how many times we've heard about this thing, this shooting at Rust on Rust? We yeah. keep hearing Alec Baldwin's name. Do you know who got shot? I'm sure it was in an article somewhere, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. now granted, I get it. He's the celebrity. He's the decision maker. He was the one that pulled the trigger. I, I see why from a media point of view, his name would be mentioned. Sure. But like, again, there is people in this industry that aren't being treated with the respect they deserve. Yeah. Um, so outside of the putting his body through hell side of things, is there another film? Is there another performance that you think has been uh, skipped? I think if you can, you can almost throw a dart between 1983 and 95, and you could probably hit something that he deserved to win for. Rain Man, I think he should have been nominated at the very least for Color of Money because he's great in it. Mm. Um, I would say, you know, like you can make the argument for the firm and a few good men. Sure, they're not maybe as as strong because it is just a lot. It's still just Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things. Absolutely. But again, he's still doing them to the more better than anybody can do Tom Cruise. That's probably a reason. Right? A few good men floored me because it's very noticeably Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, but it's he his delivery and confidence matches that character and fits uh, that performance perfectly. Yeah. Um, so it no one else could do that. And yeah. again, I think that's. The Academy has awarded people for performances like that in the past. It is shocking to me that he wasn't even nominated yeah. for A Few Good Men. And I, and I think, again, you just see the people who he's with. You yep. know, in the firm, it's, it's Gene Hackman. And in A Few Good Men, it's obviously it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Right? Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman, Paul Newman in Color of Money. So it's all these people that are just, I don't want to say better than him. But, uh, I, but, they, like, but they are. I, I don't <laughs> like, have it's, a problem it's with tough. saying that they're better. Yeah, you know, it's, a, like, it's, a, it's tough. So he's going to get overshadowed in all his best movies. Yep. Um, so those, I think those are the ones that stand out to me. That I would I would be like, man, I wish he would have not won for Rain Man or nominated for Rain Man. I don't even care what year that came out or who was up against. Yeah, sure. I think, I think he should have been in it. Uh, I think I think Color of Money, as young as he was, as, uh, as, uh, as early on in his career and how good he is in that movie, I think he should have take, got, gotten a look. Especially everybody else in that movie, once again, got nominated. Uh, and then I think you can take a look at A Few Good Men and do the same thing. Well, and so, just to be clear, though, Rain Man, the reason he doesn't win for that is because Dustin Hoffman wins for Rain Man. I get it. You know, <laughs> so, like, it's... Uh, sure, would it have been nice that he got nominated? Absolutely. But he was never going to be Dustin Hoffman no. at that. Um, and the same thing with Color of Money. Oh, I like, get it. He's I not going to beat out his co-star Paul Newman <laughs> in that film. He's not. And yeah. so, like you said, he's with better people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, from an acting point of view, what does that mean? That we should be, should that Tom Cruise, if he wanted to win this award, should have been with worse actors. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know, like, yeah. Um, and, and I think that's actually a pretty good segue to the, the, the final kind of area I wanted to touch on sure. for this. Um, is that I think what really upsets me about Tom Cruise not having won an award um, is the fact that the Academy has been known historically for giving awards based on political reasons and based on basically uh, the career till now. So whether or not they deserved a reward for uh, that uh, performance or that specific performance, yeah. um, they win because... They should have had it before. The makeup and, award. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the example I've heard thrown around is uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey in um, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, and the argument I've heard, and again, it's like it's a conspiracy theory, of course, basically, of course. right? Um, but uh, the argument I hear is that he doesn't deserve it for that film, but the Academy gave it to him because he was incredible in True Detective, um, <laughs> which was the same year. And that obviously they don't touch TV. Sure. Um, so because it was a small screen, but it was a monumental performance. Sure. Um, and such a turn for him. I think that was a big thing too, is that previously he was the, you know, rom-com guy that took his shirt off. What, um, you're not a big fan of fucking Made in Manhattan? Oh, huge fan of Fool's Gold. <laughs> big Fool's Gold guy. I know um, you're a massive Sahara guy. Oh, <laughs> Sahara. Oh man, peak of cinema. Um but um, uh, for him to turn from that to be to be uh, Rust Cole in, in True Detective is uh, sure like so. Um, granted, his turn to be in Dallas Buyers Club is still that's a big shift to be Ron Woodruff. He he's made a a big journey there. Yeah. However, he's still really Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, and he's awarded that because of theoretically because of True Detective. Yeah, it's so, also the it's the it's the Leo and the, the Scorsese thing, right? Absolutely. Like, now Leo has just been snubbed a lot because it's not even like <laughs> he just had some. That's bangers. a different conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This could easily be a conversation about Leo if he hadn't won for Revenant. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, there's there's probably seven movies he could have won for before that. Oh, at least. Yeah, and yeah. Scorsese to me, obviously, uh, I, I, as most of listeners are going to find out very quickly i'm a big scorsese guy so the idea that it took him to the departed to win it is is mind-blowing to me uh yeah so those are always my two big ones the makeup ones but they got it uh, but the difference is is they're still putting themselves in a position to 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 get that award and, and, and tom cruise thing. is not he's going to keep making mission impossible movies or whatever movies and he's never going to be able to make that up unless he starts changing that up and i don't know if he cares to anymore i i think he's been um slighted enough uh and and i think i'd feel the same way frankly if i was him yeah yeah. i put banger after banger out for like 20 years um 21 years we decided (laughs) um then uh, like how how can you get professional fulfillment out of that anymore uh when when the 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 body that is supposed to pat you on the back just continues to refuse to do so and at some point he'll get that lifetime achievement award oh absolutely but do you like if i'm him i don't even know if i show up for that (laughs) oh i show up absolutely (laughs) if if, if these guys are finally gonna gonna kiss my ass for 10 minutes i'm gonna take that 10 minutes you know i think at the end of the day if 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 the question is should he have more academy awards probably uh does he deserve more nominations probably yeah. Right. Uh, maybe it's not the three that I said earlier. Maybe it is just the one. Yep. Whether it's for Magnolia, whatever. He deserves one. I think one. Yep. I think he deserves one. But the the body of work, and in going through it and like rewatching all these movies and looking at that that resume, um, he's the only actor I know uh, that worked with the big four that weren't George Lucas. He has a Scorsese film, a Coppola, a Spielberg, and a De Palma under his belt, and nobody else has that. Wow. Right, like the the amount of stuff that this guy's done, yeah, and doesn't get recognition for. Yes, he's the stunt guy. Yes, he's the crazy Scientologist guy. Yep. But he worked with those guys, and that's not including Michael Mann, Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, 
on top of it. Yeah. But no, like the idea that not even De Niro, Pacino, Leo have worked with those four directors is insane to me. Yeah. So I just, I think the point, it's almost like a weird Tom Cruise appreciation post because I just think people overlook him and kind of take him for granted. And I think he was the blueprint. I don't think a guy like Leo exists without a Tom Cruise. And, and, That's and, an interesting and, argument. And I know he's just, he's just taking that Hollywood leading man, man thing from the Paul Newmans, from the Cary Grants, yep. from the Humphrey Bogarts and all that stuff. And he's kind of just rolling with it. But he kind of, box office numbers wise, he took it to a place where most guys couldn't dream of. And then maintained it. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I have a hard time saying he's a blueprint for Leo. Um, however, and you're going to hate this. So, you know, <laughs> get ready. Um, I see him as a uh, as a blueprint for someone like Jeremy Renner. Um, <laughs> and I know you think he's a terrible actor. I don't think uh, he's a terrible actor. I think he looks funny. Well, he does look funny, and there's nothing wrong with looking funny. But I also think that's a guy that started out, and he had some bangers in the early 2000s there. Um, or, sorry, throughout the 2000s, sure. that whole decade. Um, notably, uh, The Hurt Locker is is the biggest yeah. one. Um, and then he basically stopped trying to go for awards. Uh, and, you know, he was in a movie that... Um, uh, was has a crazy premise about him being a white supremacist and dating a a, uh, a black girl who uh, he believes is a reincarnated version of Hitler, uh, and apparently it's amazing. And he didn't he didn't win an award for that. He did not win an award for that. <laughs> Shockingly, I'm just saying that he he definitely had a, a decade there where there was an argument that he could have or should have been nominated or, or considered he was nominated for hurt locker yeah yeah um but that's it um and then basically decided Meh, and and makes action movies um yeah you know he's forever going to be known as hawkeye yeah uh I'll, I'll go back to the the blueprint thing for a hot second just to clarify so my maybe not so much like that leading man thing but the 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 idea that the the leading man, like Renner is going to make a lot of great movies. Sure. And not a lot of them are going to make a ton of money. But guys like Leo and Tom Cruise, and very rarely, not many other guys could do this, are dependent are are dependent on to bring in dollars as well as quality. Yeah, and you're right. That's you're a, right. That's a big thing. You see a Jeremy Renner movie, you're not going to be like, well, I need to see it now. <laughs> you know, but you see an untitled Tom Cruise film. Yeah. Even if they just literally never decided to title it, you're going to get to watch that movie. You know? Yeah. Like, so, there, you know, in his earlier career and those 15 years, there were quality movies that made money. And Leo has always been a guy from his early early on, yep. you know, from Titanic Gilbert and Grape. on, Gilbert Grape and, and basketball, like, uh, basketball Diaries and all that stuff. But... Once he got blockbuster status, he was a guy that was dependent on to make good movies and profitable movies. Yeah. And most guys aren't relied on that. No, and not, not at his level. You're yeah. correct. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean by that blueprint yeah. for sure. Um, and it's, it's disappointing that he's not, that Cruz isn't Looked rewarded that for anymore. that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know that he, he ever will again. That's the thing. I think he's so far I gone. Agree. In terms of his reputation, uh, in terms of the movies he makes, and how far down the rabbit hole his personal life has gotten him, yeah. that I don't know that people are going to remember the first 20 years of that amazing career. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. Um, and I think, 
so much of that is a is lifestyle choices and and media choices. Yeah. Um, his appearances have not been uh, great. <laughs> uh, you know, outside of um, more scripted press stuff. Um, you know, like the stuff in the tabloids has been brutal about him. Sure. And has been brutal for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so his relationships, his relationships with his kids, um, all of that stuff, I think that puts such a stain on his... Um, and again, obviously the Scientology stuff puts such a stain on his um, reputation that I, I just, I can't imagine he's ever going to be considered seriously for awards again. Yeah. However, that being said, Mel Gibson's considered seriously for awards nowadays. And so oh, no, that reputation it. was in the toilet. And he just <laughs> went away for a while and yeah. came back and expected everyone to love him. And then they did. <laughs> um, so like, I, I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think that, that the ship has sailed for Tom. I just, but I don't think he's interested. Yeah, in that's the thing, right? That's the difference. Is like Mel Gibson could have just not cared, but he did. Correct. You know, he came back and he made Oscar Beatty movies. Yep. And all that stuff. And Tom Cruise, I just don't think he cares enough anymore. And I, and I, the other thing that sucks is I just don't think as as bad as he looks in those media appearances or those stories, they're not nearly as bad as anything Mel Gibson has ever said. You know, like, like I, I hear what you're saying for sure. They're like, like so much of it is his personal life. What he does with his kids is, you know, I don't know what he does with his kids. You could tell me a news story, but I don't know. But I know what Mel Gibson said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think part of the 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 issue, the problem is, is Tom Cruise is effectively the face of a crazy cult. <laughs> And Mel Gibson's not, you know, like that doesn't make him a good person. No. But like he doesn't have the crazy cult thing on his back, you know, like yeah. he's just got all of the racism and bigotry, <laughs> which is should be yeah. a massive weight, but apparently was really. Yeah, but, but Mel Gibson's not on the billboard for that. And Tom Cruise is in every pamphlet. Ah, uh, so you're correct, cult, right? You're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mel, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson is, is in racist monthly. Yeah, you know, Mel Gibson isn't the only racist I know, but Tom Cruise is absolutely the only Scientologist that I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the most famous of them, because like uh, there's been a few other whack whack jobs. Uh, Travolta was one for a bit, but uh, well, he kept it under wraps though. He did oh, a good yeah. job. Well, then he left. You know, like, that was the biggest thing is he was like, no, nah, this, this isn't for me anymore. Well, that I guess that's the difference between like, and, and it's weird that Travolta doesn't get enough. He's like, Tom Cruise might be crazy and a card carrying member and the face of Scientology. Sure. But he didn't make Battlefield Earth, guys. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we owe him that. He could have made a Battlefield Earth. He could have been. But we'll, we'll all be really excited when Tom Cruise is the next Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um... Yeah. Anything more to add? No. I just hope everybody listens and and goes watch some, watch a good Tom Cruise movie, man. Yeah. Watch Magnolia and then don't <laughs> at me when the crazy frog scene comes. Out. And then watch Top Gun. No. And then definitely at him. <laughs> don't watch. Top Gun. We can we can talk about Top Gun Maverick, but don't watch. It's just, no. We can talk about ooh, all of it. Do the whole volleyball scene, whole thing on repeat. <laughs> yeah, you have to because when you watch the whole movie, you have to watch the whole scene. Oh. <laughs> no, watch some watch some Tom Cruise movies and enjoy him while we have him because I think once he's gone I think we're going to we're going to you know, I think we take for, I think we take guys like that for granted. I agree. 
completely right and in a day and age when when good movies are hard to come by that guy puts out good movies yeah <laughs> yeah pretty consistently so. um yeah uh hope you guys uh enjoyed it let us know in the comments what you think about um if you have another actor that had a better run uh, than t- than Tom Cruise, like once again, I believe we've decided on a twenty one year run, uh, and that could have been a thirty year run. But it like, could have been thirty, but like, like we cut it off at Jerry Maguire, and that's not at all the case. No, I meant just from a math point of view. <laughs> you know, uh, twenty one or thirty. <laughs> yeah, twenty one's pretty solid. Uh, twenty one is, yeah, incredible. So let us know if you if there's a uh, someone else we've we've missed or aren't considering that's had a better run, um, and is. Uh, just as overlooked uh, as, as my boy Tom Cruise. Um, like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Catch you next week.